the vibes you're back listening to another episode of the hoop genius podcast i am momuzi alongside me as always is bj armstrong and as always this show is brought to you by nba 2k23 if you haven't yet hit the link in the description to pre-order your copy because just about four minutes before we recorded this show nba 2k23 dropped their first courtside report now, the courtside reports will be coming out every week throughout the course of the game. Um, I don't know if it's going to be every week, but it's going to be every so often. But this is the first installment to give you the latest and greatest details. So I'm going to just share with you a few of my favorite parts about it, um, because as we get ready for the launch, which is just around the corner, um, 2K22. I often found myself getting blocked a lot of times because when you use the dunk mirror to try and jam on people in the paint, it would just give you a dunk. A flashy dunk. So sometimes we would cock the ball back behind your head and it would be easy for the defender to block it. Now the dunk meter is all changed. BJ, don't laugh. This is, this is who funds the show. Now the dunk meter has all changed and you can control what kind of dunks you do. That's the great news. You're going to see more dunks being thrown down. The bad news is the bullet passer badge is gone. So your guy's favorite player, Nikola Brokic, aka my character in the game. All those assists, it's going to be a whole lot harder to throw those. But there are new badges. There are some badges have gone, like Hook Specialist has gone, but there's new badges like Bully. So you can be like Giannis or LeBron and bulldoze your way through traffic. Or you can have the hand down, man down, word to Mark Jackson badge, which makes an outside shooter even deadlier if an fa opponent fails to get a hand in their face. So all the badges have changed. The dunk meter has changed. The, the pro stake is going to be a lot more effective. I'm excited for it. BJ's laughing because he knows he's going to have to learn all these new things over the course of the year. And we're going to have mm -hmm. to see how he gets on. But yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to share that with you guys. And um, when 2K comes out, the first team I always play with is the Boston Celtics. And that's the team who today's episode will be about. Yesterday, we covered the Warriors, talking about their offseason and their chances of going back and winning the championship again. And today, we're going to talk about the Celtics and their chances of returning to the NBA Finals. That was a lot of talking from me. BJ, how have you been? I cannot complain, my friend. I'm just learning. I'm learning every day. I'm, I, I'm learning about badges, right? Yes, sir. The, the yes, badges. sir. Okay. All right. The badges. So you okay. equip your player, the player that you create in the game, you the more you so what, progress, are, what are those play styles is that the style of play yeah so if you get a badge it, it boosts your attributes right so if you equip badges onto your player so say i add the limitless range badge it means my player can have a higher percentage of scoring from further deep behind the three-point line if your player has no badges you're going to get cooked that's uh that's the long and the short of it but uh okay all right Okay. All right. Okay. You'll learn. You'll learn all about. It. Don't worry. When I come back to LA, I'm gonna teach you all about this. Don't you worry about that. But um, okay. All right. But today's episode, we're gonna talk about the greatest sports franchise in the history of sports, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> yes, the oh, team sorry. who sorry, were two bro. wins away from an NBA championship and then decided to turn the ball over more than I thought was humanly possible. The Boston Celtics. So, BJ, they've made some moves this offseason. They made a trade. They sent Malik Fitz, Jawan Morgan, Aaron Neesmith, Nick Stauskas, and Daniel Tice to the Indiana Pacers in exchange for Malcolm Brogdon. They then signed 
didn't they, Logan Gallinari from the Atlanta Hawks. They drafted J.D. Davidson. And they re-signed Luke Corner and Sam Hauser. So, talking about guys that will feature heavily in the rotation, they've essentially lost Daniel Tice, who is the only guy that was involved in the trade away. Um, and they've gained Gallinari. And they've gained Malcolm Brogdon. And then yesterday, uh, I was informed that Noah Vonley will be on a training camp contract with the Celtics. If you remember, he played for the Knicks and a few other teams around the NBA before spending a season in China. And Bruno, how do I pronounce his second name? Cabocolo? Is that is that how mm-hmm, I pronounce mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Cabocolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also got a training camp training camp contract with the Celtics um, to replace Daniel Tice. I believe it will be between those two guys to replace Daniel Tice in that rotation. So, BJ, the question is for you, do you see the Celtics getting back to the NBA Finals? Well, you know, I I didn't really expect them last year to get to the NBA Finals last year. However, they did. And a large part of that was, you know, due to, I mean, Jason Tatum was simply sensational, especially in the second half of the season. Really, their whole team was terrific in the second half. And whatever buttons they push just seemed to work for them. And that all started with their defensive mindset. You know, the the first step to becoming a really good team is first, you have to create a culture on how you're going to defend on a nightly basis. Check. Then the second thing that really caught my attention with this team was they started to defend and play well at home. When you can, when you are, when you are a good team, you start defending your home court and you create an advantage. You create a mindset where we expect to win at home. Mm -hmm. Check. Then all of a sudden out of nowhere is what now you say this team is for real. They started winning on the road consistently. I mean, those were some big time wins, especially in the playoffs last year, especially Milwaukee. Yeah. And and they did this in a matter of like a 40 game stretch. I mean, literally the second half of the season, they were just simply the best team in the league. They they were ninth or 10th at the start of January. And then then, they just didn't really lose many games. They didn't. They just it was just everything that you try to do in a two or three year window as you're building a team. They did it in about 40 games. It was just was really incredible to watch now and to say all this i didn't have them at the beginning of the season mo to get to the nba finals now i'm looking at this team and i'm looking at their roster and i'm going they address one of the key issues which drove you crazy and all the celtics fan base crazy they address their turnovers i think i I think i got to share with our listeners bj when he, BJ says it drove me crazy, it drove BJ more crazy than me because I was sat next to BJ in the arena watching these games in the finals. And there was one point where Mr. Armstrong took off his headset, where we hear our producers talking to us, with disgust at the turnovers. He put it on the table and he just went for a walk. He just walked on to, off to the concourse and then he came back. And he said, I've had enough. Well, yeah, as a guard, I, I vividly <laughs> remember you and I we would just count the turnovers during the course of the game. Not even the whole game, the magic just, number just was the 16. first half. <laughs> it was just the six, it was six. If they got past 16, we knew they were going to lose. Yep. 
And some of the, you know, it was just, it was just so careless. It's so casual that you couldn't believe it. You know, it was just, this is the NBA finals guys. And they were just playing as if they didn't have a care in the world. I mean, I, 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 I respect the, you know, how relaxed they were, but it was beyond relaxed. It was like, we're trying to win a series here. Now they address that with Brogdon. I think that's a good thing. One of the things I would have liked to see them address was I don't know how many of these efforts are we going to expect Al Horford to have, you know, these, what I call unexpected contributions. Cause Al had some, he had quite a few of these <laughs> unexpected contributions, during Hell the course, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Now, you know, uncle Al has been fantastic, but he's getting up there in age now. So yeah. I really thought this year or this summer, they should, and possibly they may still do it, address their big situation that I can think, really play and contribute during the course of the regular season and then heading into the playoffs. Well, Al Horford turned 36 during the course of the finals. Um, and I think the hope from the Celtics organization is that Grant Williams becomes that player who replaces Al Horford in some aspects defensively and the ability to stretch the floor on a perimeter. I don't think his passing ability is, is as good as Al and his experience and IQ obviously needs some development, but on the defensive end, I did like to see Grant Williams stepping up and taking on challenges throughout the course of the season and his progression. Cause if you remember the season before BJ talking about me getting annoyed with the turnovers, do you remember how annoyed I used to get watching Grant Williams just shoot and miss what felt like almost every right. time he shot the basketball and all credit to him. He went away, worked on his game over the offseason, came back, and that game seven against Milwaukee, I don't think anybody in the world expected a shooting performance like that from Grant Williams. So if we can get some level of consistency from Grant in his performances, I believe the hope is that he can somewhat step in and give some of what Al Horford won't be able to give as he won't be able to play as many games and as many minutes and you know take a little bit of of him as he gets older in his career. Yeah, and now I... Sorry... And the hope that the Time Lord continues to improve and more importantly, stay healthy as well, because then that also takes a load off Al Horford as well, because the games where the Time Lord missed, then Al Horford's really the main defensive presence in that front court. But the Time Lord can stay healthy. Grant Williams can, can get consistent and continue to develop. Then I think their bigs are in pretty shape moving forwards, even if Al Horford's game does decline. I, I agree. I, I I agree with that. I agree if the Time Lord can stay healthy because he was injured throughout the playoffs. I mean, he played in the finals, but he was a shell of himself. But give him credit. He showed up and he gave you what he had. But when he was feeling good and when he was active, you could see he is the difference in their defensive presence. So I think they are going to have to address and f fill in at least 20 to 25 minutes a night between those two, the Time Lord and Al Horford. And if Grant Williams is the answer, okay, so be it. You know, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll give him, I'll give him the first shot at it. You know, I don't know how, you know, if his size, if he has the size, I love the fact that he can play against all of these undersized players. What I love about Grant Williams is he's a, Big guy that plays small, 
and he's an undersized player. And to me, that's always an advantage for teams, especially in today's game, because everyone goes small. He's a big body. He can play mm-hmm. against those guys. Uh, he's, you know, he he's a perimeter space player, but he plays physical. So I, 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 I like him. However, I do like length. I do like the ability to rim protect, to stop guys who can attack the basket. And I think that's something they, I think that's what I would have addressed, but Hey, you know, those guys know their team better, especially if the time Lord is not a hundred percent healthy because he, to me is the key to their defense. Mm-hmm. There'd be Marcus smart is the defensive player of the year, but the time Lord puts it at an elite level. Yeah. Because it's his shot. That's, that's, that was my pick for a defense player of the year this season. Yeah. But if overall, I like the what court. they did. I don't think they addressed everything with their team. So what's left? I think on Gallinari. The, um, what's left? I think they, they have to address rim protection. I think they yep. need one more athletic big. I, I asked you nicely if you could send Biombo there, but it, it didn't seem to make a difference to your it, offseason it plans. It didn't seem to. You know, <laughs> Brad, Brad wouldn't take my call. And that's okay. <laughs> Brad, you got to put me on the staff. Put, put me in the front yes. office, Brad. Come on. Um <laughs> But other than I think Gallinari was a good pickup, gives them a nice secondary score, someone who could score 15 to 20 points a game. He's another guy who he could be a offensive matchup nightmare for opposing teams. So overall, I think they did a good job of addressing their team. But all of this is centered around really two things, the health of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, because those guys and the way they play, I think Brogdon now gives them a player who can play utilizing the dribble, another ball handler. It pushes Marcus off the ball some, which I think is great. And if they can cut those turnovers down, Mo, and the way they played and the confidence in what they played last year and duplicate that, I think they have a good chance again of getting back to the NBA Finals. See, I, I don't even know if it's a case of taking the ball out of Marcus's hands because I think he did do a really good job at the point guard position when he got moved there after the trade deadline. Uh, what it does give the Celtics as well is depth. So all those minutes you saw Peyton Pritchard getting in the finals, those will now be Malcolm Brogdon minutes, which is a significant improvement. Although Peyton Pritchard played some great basketball. He gave great effort on the defensive end and his offense wasn't really there. But... You know, Michael Brockley gives you more of a veteran presence. My question is, do you think they need to add a player with championship experience or is that overrated? Because after the finals, uh, your good friend Draymond Green said Al Horford simply wasn't able to lead those guys because he's never been there and done that. And then, of course, being Draymond Green, he has to bring up LeBron James, who is hashtag absolutely incredible in his eyes. And he said LeBron can lead a team to win a championship because he's been there and done it. Do you think the Celtics need a player with that championship experience? Or do you think that taste of going to the NBA Finals is enough experience for them to know what the mission is this season coming up? Well, I think those are nice headlines. The thing that I saw in observing the Boston Celtics was they lacked the inexperience of what it takes to play in the NBA Finals. And what do I mean by that? You know, you go through the playoffs mode and you begin to settle into a rhythm. You know, you go from, you in the regular season, you go from city to city. You know, you play in Atlanta, then you fly to the next city, you fly back home. And then you may have a two-game home stretch at home and then you go to another city and maybe you're on a two-week road trip. I made this comment to you during the NBA Finals. 
because the NBA, I remember my first time to the NBA finals. You go through the playoffs and suddenly when you get to the NBA finals, you realize it's different. The coverage is different. The timeouts are different. The practice schedule is different. The availability to the media is different, so forth and so on. And I remember I commented to you, I couldn't believe the travel size of the Boston Celtics <laughs> mm-hmm. as you and I were walking. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of friends and family with them. Yeah. There were a ton of friends and family at the game. Now, if you've never been to the NBA Finals, Mo, it's a major distraction. And I remember when we got to the NBA Finals a second time, I remember how drastically I changed my schedule from the first time I appeared in the NBA Finals to the second and third time I went to the NBA Finals. And to me, as I was watching, you you know how to manage the situation. Okay, your family is going to come. You have kids. You have these things. But Mo, you begin to realize I have to make keep my same schedule by managing that because your family is going to come on the NBA. You know, your your family is going to travel with you across country. Mm -hmm. However, if you have kids and you have a routine that you utilize on the road, that could be significantly disrupted when suddenly now your nap time gets interrupted, your practice time, your recovery time, all the things that you do on the road, how you eat. Mm -hmm. And I remember I commented to you when I saw all the buses of the Celtics come up in the Mm -hmm. game, I I go, wow, that's really changed. And then when I saw the, when we went on the road to Boston and I saw the Warriors travel size, I go, oh, these guys have been here. They've been here before. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's where you're leaning on your veterans to really give you an idea of why we're here because you never know when you're going to get back there. And thank goodness that we had our veteran was Bill Cartwright Mm -hmm. and John Paxson and those guys. And those guys made it clear why we were at the NBA finals as we were traveling to LA, which has a little bit more distractions than most cities. Mm -hmm. And I remember I commented to you and I remember, I don't know. I remember you looked, you had this look like, that doesn't matter, BJ, you know what I mean? Or what have you. But I remember I commented to you because I thought, and I think that's what Draymond was saying. Now, I don't know. Maybe Draymond, I don't know. I, but, but I can tell you this. The Warriors had their routine. They were confident when they were going on the road. And they played as such. Where you didn't know what was going to happen with the Celtics. I mean, well, I, mean I really didn't. I mean, the Celtics won game one on the road, to their credit, despite the... You know, perceived distractions. Mo, Mo, remember the size of the the family section after that game? Yeah, it was like a whole section of the arena. (laughs) It was like a whole section, and you were like, "What? What is going on here? Like, get in, get your win, and get out." They had a whole section after the game, and I thought, "Wow, that's that's a little concerning." I'm sure the Warriors saw that 
And that gave them confidence because we all know how easily distracted you can be when you get to the NBA. Well, I mean, there's going to be distractions, whether you bring them with you, whether you don't, you know, there's distractions everywhere you go, especially in the world of being an NBA player. But now looking at what the Celtics have done with their roster. um, I I, I said to you, I'd I'd love to see them bring in another big, uh, maybe another player on the wing who's a, more of a defensive minded player than Gallinari as well just to add a little bit more depth to the roster but I think Brogdon and Gallinari are two very very good upgrades to the roster and we've got to see if there are any other moves to be made but just like I asked you yesterday for the Warriors BJ I'm going to frame this one slightly differently what do okay. you think is the percentage chance of the Boston Celtics reaching the NBA finals again With the experience, they've they've gained a lot. Yeah. So I I I, I want to I want to state that. You know, I think there are two teams right now. I think, just for me, right now, without seeing anyone play, Giannis is to me is clearly the best player. Yeah. So he's up there. And I, I love I the way you, to, I love the way you said teams, and then you just said Giannis. <laughs> yeah, 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 Giannis, because Giannis, listen, Giannis took this team last year minus Middleton to seven games, and and it took extraordinary effort, <laughs> okay, by a number of Celtics to beat him, okay? Jason Tatum had the, maybe the game of his life. Al Horford that, certainly, and Grant, I mean, I'm not saying – but those were extraordinary efforts. If one of those efforts doesn't occur, they don't make it. Mm-hmm. That's how good he really is. Yeah. And Giannis was minus an all-star and he still did this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Giannis is here. I think the, I think this, I think the Sixers will be better. I think yes. the Sixers will be better. Definitely. And in talking you know, I don't like throwing names, but in talking to the Celtics, I mean, to the Sixers and their staff and some people on their staff, they're feeling better about their players' preparation heading into the season. Okay. I'm going to give the, I'm not giving them a pass for how the season ended last year. Well, but I mean, I will say this training camp will help them. I mean, Joel Embiid fractured his face. So I guess they do get a pass for how that yeah, last I mean, season ended. I mean, I mean, his face was literally cracked. So like, we're not expecting he him played, to go on to the NBA finals. Yes. So, and I think James Harden will be in better conditioning. Yep. He already I looks think they're like te- he's in better shape. I, this kid, Maxi, I think is terrific. I think I, 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 I'm really a fan of him. Mm-hmm. I think they, I, I think they will be better. So those two teams, if healthy to me are as good or better than they were a year ago. I don't know what the I don't know what the Nets are doing, but I'm just gonna leave the Nets. The Nets. <laughs> we learned our lesson I, last I, year with them. Yes, and <laughs> Miami. You know, I think they're gonna miss PJ Tucker. Now he's with the the Sixers. Yes, most definitely. So I'm going to give them. You know, I I think they have a good shot. I think they have a 20, 30 percent chance to get back to the NBA Finals if everything goes right. They've played a lot of basketball. Jason Tatum has played a lot of basketball over the last two or three years. Now, that is a concern to me because 
he hasn't had a, a true off season and hopefully he just rested this entire summer or he will continue to rest. So I look for him, but he's a, he's a, normally he's a slow starter. So I look for him to start the season slow and then hopefully they can figure out their groove again around January, February and, and, and begin to play. But I do like their team. I think the experience they gained and what they achieved as a group is nothing to, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's real. This is a serious team and I think they should be taken as such. So I do think Mo going in, they are one of the top four teams in the conference. Yes. And I think they should finish somewhere between one and four. And then it's anyone's games once you get to the playoffs. And the reason I say that with this group is because, Mo, they, look, they faced elimination time and time again, and they responded. Mm-hmm. They played better when so, they're facing elimination than when they got the lead. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, some of the wins they got, I mean, they lose at home and then they go win on the road in game six or game seven. I mean, that uh, it's unbelievable what they were able to do. So they are battle tested. They didn't win the, the, the championship, but I like how this group performs. And I mm-hmm. think they deserve that level of respect. Indeed. Well, I think if I'm the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, they uh they're definitely going to improve but the the biggest threat in the east is Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks uh despite who else you put around Giannis just being the best player in the world gives you that advantage but the Celtics now if their defense is what it was we saw from the start of 2022 they'll be back in the finals if they play defense like that because we all know the same defense wins championships and um I think if they can continue to play with that intensity, they've upgraded on the offensive end. And if they can get improvements from within, from some of their younger players as well, then I believe the Celtics could be not only just back in the NBA Finals, but they could win the NBA Championship. So we're going to have to wait and see. But whilst you wait and see, make sure you subscribe to the podcast because we're breaking down one team each day. Now, BJ, for tomorrow's episode, you get to pick right now. We're going to go for the Eastern or Western Conference Finals. So either the Dallas Mavericks or the Miami Heat. You can take your pick and tune Let's in go tomorrow. Back to the West. Tune in Let's tomorrow. Go back to the West. As we break down Luka Magic and the Dallas Mavericks. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe, review, rate, share with a friend, all that good stuff. Make sure you hit the link in our bio to pre-order your copy of NBA 2K23. And most importantly, get buckets.